7 o'clock. Thanks for joining us, Jim and the Buckeye Boy from the Bozarth Miller Chevrolet Buick Studios, the most trusted name in automobiles. Busy show today. It's the uh, the return of the Johnson Johnson Hour, the first hour of the program. Mark Johnson slated to join us. Mm-hmm. Double checking on that, by the way, confirming. Mark is good to go. I got the thumbs yeah, up. Yeah, all right. Got the thumbs up, so we're good to go. Yeah. Ben Johnson's going to join us. You're thinking, well, wait a minute. Why is that in but, January? Football season's over for uh, for the high school mm-hmm. ranks. We're going to talk, talk more about the state championship. Yeah. Well, we will, uh-huh. but that's not the reason he's coming on. Ben has decided to step aside as a Panthers coach after 15 seasons. And um, we'll have him explain mm-hmm. his hey, decision. He did all right in 15 years. Yeah, it's uh, when, <laughs> when you... Uh, when he won a state championship, he won mm-hmm. a couple when he was in Nevada. Yeah. Coaching at Indian Springs High School. Then he comes to Colorado, started as an assistant coach at Olathe, and then uh, became the head coach at uh, at Delta, where uh, they, they go on to win their first state title in 63 years with Ben Johnson at the helm. So uh, we'll talk with Ben about uh, the reason why he's stepping aside after winning a state championship, but also what the future might hold for Ben Johnson as well. So uh, we'll uh, have him join us uh, right around 7.40 this morning. We'll uh, go around the NFL as well. And uh, also this morning, we'll have our team's team of the week, plus the uh, Wildcat Hall of Fame, Fruit of Monuments uh, Hall of Fame, is February 2nd when the Wildcats take on Central. And um, we'll be having some of the folks that are going to be going into that Hall of Fame the gentleman we're going to have today is someone you and I both know very well, mm-hmm. Clarence Ross, who uh, was a state championship wrestler, a member of the Florida uh, High School state championship football team in 66. Clarence Ross will join us coming up at 940 this morning. But uh, very busy show today. You can text us or call us on the team line, 970-242-1340. So you got some reaction to... Uh, Ben Johnson announcing that uh, he's stepping down as the Panthers head coach. Uh, also, your uh, thoughts about uh, the divisional round this weekend. KC scoring off against Buffalo. Hey, football season's over. Well, for you, I don't know maybe, what you're talking about. No, football season's still going. You're just our fa- our favorite teams are done. Well, you got to the playoffs. We. Playoffs. We didn't even we like my we, Broncos. Our team, my team. I played, love the word we, but I just used it there. My team played three more drives than you did this year. Well, That's it. We may have made it to the playoffs. We didn't compete for sixty minutes though. <laughs> but you got there. Yeah, that's true. I mean, we're talking about it's disappointing. You expected better. Hey, it was inside, though, there. at least for those guys. That, that's true. So, <laughs> <you> know, <laughs> that, they weren't in the rest true. of the country freezing there. You know what? Oh, I just, I love Todd Bowles. I, we, you played the clip yesterday. Can, yeah. Do you have that at the, at the ready, by the I way? I can have it in maybe five seconds. Okay. Because it's just, because we all, all ask stupid questions. Mm-hmm. If you've been in this business, you've yeah. asked at some kind of press conference or we've interviewed somebody. A really dumb question. This is a 24-second stupid question. Okay. Coach, you, you. Uh, looking forward towards um, Detroit. Um, the weather has been a factor in some of the playoff games, even for the most prepared teams uh, today. 
it's uh, 13 in uh, Detroit, which doesn't compare to some of the temperatures we tend to drop to. Any special plans to acclimate the team to not only uh, endure, but perform in those kind of frigid temperatures should you face them in Detroit? You do know we play indoors, right? They got a dome. I don't um, no, nothing planned. Just the the look on his face. If you haven't watched the video, or he's just, or he's just, it's like he's he's trying to figure out how do I respond to this yeah. without without being mean. You can see the glint across his face. First, it's is, like what, and then it's I could ruin this woman's entire career. And then he does, tries his best to be like, now now we're not really doing anything special. No. Next question. No, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna answer the question. Yeah, because I'm I'm not a jerk. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna make you look bad. But um, yeah, so have you ever had one? I know I know I've had questions that I've asked. It's or I had like, one this week. Or we've got or we've got Max prepped. Or we've got you know it's like yeah. Or, or like when the time I was interviewing Taylor Wagner and it flashed back to Highlands yeah. 2021 stats and he goes, well you know. I hope she's not playing there anymore. It's like, oh, crap. There was one point I was, it, it was this week. It was with Taylor on Tuesday. <laughs> I was. I'm glad you kept the tradition going. I was so knee deep in my own way. I literally said in the middle of a question that I will ask a question at some point. I promise. Only to spend another five or ten seconds not asking a question. Just trying to set up the point. It was. I, I looked at poor cake and he's just kind of like. Where are you? What are you gonna do, man? Where are you, where are you going with this? <laughs> yeah, you pretty go, much. So, you gotta hit an off ramp on this pretty I soon. I felt I was like I'm the dumbest person on the planet right now. I was very yeah. much Bill Callahan, the dumbest team in America. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. the dumbest sports broadcaster like, in America. I'm a dumbass. It was it was not pretty. No. Yeah, I kind of had one of those where I'm just like I can only imagine one the impatience of having to deal with backup radio person in the first place. Right. And then. Spending, I don't know. It felt like five minutes, but it's probably closer to thirty seconds. Just trying to spit out some random question that could take ten words. It yeah, was, I, it was a mess. There, there, there's so many for me probably that mm-hmm. I, I can't even. After doing this for thirty some years, that the list is too long. There's definitely, I, for me anyway. Like, why did I just say? Like, I'm yeah. not even listening to the answer. It's like you're an idiot for asking that question. Right. I just my thing. I usually it's I get I get max prepped or like you said with the the mm-hmm. Highlands website. It I thought it was for this year's stats and it yeah. actually flashes some, to the wrong year. Hey, New Mexico Highlands, could you not have your site do that? Yeah, That'd update be great. your links, please. Please, is it that hard to do? I don't think it's that hard to do. I I don't think it's that hard to do. Right. I, I very you have my minimal knowledge of website building, <laughs> and you have times where it's like you just didn't know. Mm-hmm. Like, you'll interview somebody and, hey, we'll say hi to so-and-so, and you realize that so-and-so is no longer with us. They passed yeah. away. Because you haven't heard. You don't you, right, don't, you pers- don't know. It's not like you're mm-hmm. being it, – it's it's not like, like you haven't failed to do research because you can't always, particularly when you're talking local people, you yeah. haven't seen somebody in a while, and you think, okay, well, their mom or dad's fine or their mm-hmm. brother or sister's fine or whatever. You haven't – you haven't seen them, and you yeah. haven't seen anything about it or heard anything about it. So you, you try to give yourself a pass on stuff like mm-hmm. that. Hey, tell so-and-so I said hello. Well, I need a Ouija board, but I appreciate yeah. it. Thank you. 
you feel dumb, you feel stupid. Oh, but then yeah, you do. But then you're kind of like, well, I, I didn't know. Right. And if I didn't know, and it wasn't ignorance on my part or lack of research or whatever, then can I blame myself? Mm-hmm. In the case of this woman that asked Todd Bowles a question, that's just not doing your homework. Yeah, like this is fairly common knowledge <laughs> that Detroit's played at a dome. That they played at the Silver Dome. Now they mm-hmm. played Ford Field for for many many years. Uh, how do you? It's like how do you if you if you are a sports reporter covering the Buccaneers mm-hmm. and who they're going to play, how do you not know that? Lions haven't played outside since the seventies. <laughs> yes. Well, at home. Anyway. You're at home anyway, right? Huh. So I don't know. D- dumbest question. Somebody's ever asked, we can throw that out today. If you've heard in a press conference, is that the dumbest one ever? No, I don't think so. There's some dumb ones. There's some dumb ones. Super Bowl Media Week, or that Super Bowl media event. Mm -hmm. Because you've got everybody, you've got TMZ, and you've you've, you've got all these, you got MTV, you got these just some uh, Argentinian morning show woman there in a wedding dress looking for Tom Brady. Right. Stuff like that. Yeah. They're just. Which probably it's, now Tom would be like, "Here's my card." Just say, uh, "Yeah, yeah." Once you scratch his number on the back <laughs> in Sharpie, here's my card. Look at the back. Look at all those asterisks. Those are Super Bowl. Give me a call. Yep. I'm I'm back on the market. I'm sure. I don't think TB12. Because we know to, you don't know football. I'm a pretty good winner. <laughs> so here you go. I I don't think TB12 is probably out. Uh, you, know, you, know, you don't think TB12 is going to be cruising the Super Bowl media going to be on presser. the Bachelor at some point? No, I, I, I think, I think Tom does does probably okay in that regard. If Fox had the Bachelor, he'd definitely be on the Bachelor. Oh, there's they, <laughs> they're going to wring every ounce of juice out of that lemon. <laughs> you know, we're paid over three hundred yeah. mil, Tom. You haven't even called a game for us yet. Yeah. You're going to do this show. Here, here, hold this rose for a second. <laughs> Yeah, that's, I, that's not the stupidest question. Like, it's it's in the ballpark, but it's not the dumbest question. I feel, I'm, I have confidence in myself that I've asked a far dumber question at some point in oh, the last I'm, 24 I'm, years. I'm sure. I, I'm, I know I have. Yeah. All right, so also with the... Uh, Glad divi- we do ours on the phone. <laughs> divisional round this weekend. Of the quarterbacks left, which one's the best? Which one's the worst? Because you've got C.J. Stroud, Lamar Jackson, mm-hmm. Texans Ravens, Jordan Love, Brock Purdy, Packers Niners, Baker Mayfield, Jared Goff, Bucks Lions, Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Chiefs Bills. Who's the best? Who's the worst of the ones I, remaining? I think the best. It's Mahomes in the field, right? The Lamar's playing MVP caliber right now. The way they're playing right now, and it's Best not at all, the moment. And it's and it's yeah. not a, it's not and it's not all about in the case of Mahomes what he's not doing. Mm-hmm. It's what the guys around him right. are resume to do. wise. He's the best. The resume. Right. I'm talking about who's pl- right now. Who's playing the best? Who's the best of this group right now at this moment? Throw out resumes. It's, it might be Baker Mayfield. <laughs> Might be Baker. I mean, two of those guys didn't even play last week. So just, we don't know how they're get, they Some of them haven't played in three weeks because they've rested. But just of this this season, how it's gone. Of what they their, their current body of work. Because resume-wise, yeah, it's going to be Mahomes. He's a Raven, so I'm never going to say Lamar. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be Mahomes if you're going resume-wise. They stole my future from me. 
Okay, you need you need. He hasn't to, been good since you, Kentucky. You need to take. Louisville. You need to take. Take the blinders off a little bit. Okay, you need to be. You need. You got to try. Stay true to who I am. You got to. You got to try. You got to try for the sake of the program. You've got to try. No, based on what they're what they've done this mm. season, where they're at right now, because you're right. I mean, it's Ravens and Niners obviously didn't play last week because mm-hmm. of of the bye. But what they're doing right now, how they're playing right now, hard to argue against Lamar Jackson. Mm-hmm. Baker's surprising. I don't know if he's playing the best of anybody, but he's certainly not playing the worst. It's hard to come up we with a worst. pretty good it's the wild only, card game. It's, it's hard. To, yes, he did. Yeah. Yes, he did. Three, what, 330 something or other? Close to that. It's hard. I think we can. Let's start. It, okay, let's start with the worst. I'm that's, probably. That's, that's tough to say right now. Because Brock Purdy started out hot, had some clunker games, mm-hmm. then bounced back to guide the Niners to the top seed in the NFC. Jared Goff's actually been pretty consistent throughout the season. Yeah, he's had a couple of less than stellar games. It's hard It's hard to nail down who's the worst one here. Get C.J. Stroud, he's had one of the greatest seasons a rookie quarterback's ever had. Hard to say that the Rook would be the, the worst one of the bunch because I don't think he is. I'm gonna say, if, if we're going current trajectory. Which is what they're doing right now. I probably would put Jordan Love in that spot. Probably, yeah. Because he got played, a lot of help defensively. Yeah, played really well last week, but you're His right. His rating is phenomenal, but like the Cowboys' defense also didn't bother to cover anybody. It was they a chose strategy. not to show up. You know, At least mentally, anyway. rushing game. Romeo Dobbs did a lot after the catch. Now Jordan Love has to deliver. But of these eight quarterbacks, like th- being the worst of these eight is not. No it sin. It feels loaded, but it's not, right? Right. Like being eighth when you're one of the last eight alive. It's not Jordan bad. Love probably take that. It's not a bad place to be. It's like, hey, I'm eighth, but I'm playing. You know, so I'd um, probably lean I, Jordan Love. Probably Love. Because, and I know you're not counting this but also it, it, to me it plays in he's the one of the eight that really hasn't done anything like Brock Purdy no, the, went to the NFC championship game last year CJ Stroud was national championship contender in college which Jordan Love wasn't and all the rest of these guys are MVPs Super Bowls championship games Goff so, led the Lions on a really hot finish mm-hmm. last year didn't make the playoffs but they, they he's finished already hot. been to a Super Bowl been to, been to a Super Bowl played you know, one Baker Mayfield college football playoffs Heisman Trophy winner just been to the playoffs now with two, three different teams after Los Angeles. The Allen's got so them in the playoffs again, though he's not made it to a Super Bowl yet. Championship game pedigree. Same with Brock Purdy. Same with uh, Lamar Jackson. Like all these guys have gotten to some mountaintop somewhere where Jordan Love's really the one that maybe, maybe, hasn't. Maybe I'm going to rephrase the question here. Let's not go best worst. Who has the most to prove? Is it Jordan Love? Is it Lamar? Because Lamar's playoff success or lack thereof screams that he has something to prove. I think it's Josh Allen. Josh Allen because they haven't got to a Super Bowl yet. And it, it's per, it's lined up perfectly for Josh Allen. It's like, all right, you can't get past the Chiefs, but that's been at Arrowhead. 
Now you're at home. Now you got him at home. Now you're supposedly the Bills Mafia is there. Yep. Bills Mafia. You have them on your field. Patrick Mahomes, first ever road playoff game. Can you get it done now? Now it's stacked in your favor. Let's see what you can do to get it done. That maybe to me, Josh Allen is the has the most to prove right now. What about Jared Goff? Remember, he was the hey, Stafford goes to the Rams. Mm-hmm. We get Goff. We'll probably draft somebody. He's proven to be better than when he was in Los Angeles. Yeah, I do love that. He can't even still, escape still this, Los Angeles from yeah, his own head coach. Exactly. You're good enough for Detroit. Like, <laughs> oh, that that didn't land the way. I but think it almost Dan feels Campbell. like that Goff still hasn't entirely nailed down his job. Doesn't it at times? It feels still feels like you're just waiting for Jared Goff to have the really bad season. It a, feels way more tenuous than a final eight quarterback should. Absolutely, it does. Yeah, it doesn't feel you. like he he is he is the guy. Definitively, without a doubt, Josh Allen is the guy in Buffalo. Mahomes is the guy in KC. CJ Stroud is the guy in in Houston. Mm-hmm. Mayfield seems like he's now the guy. Feels like that he's that way in Tampa Bay. We'll see what happens. Jordan Love blotted a bit whether he was the guy. Brock Purdy feels like he is the guy now mm-hmm. in San Francisco. Yeah. But for Goff, concerning all the success, been to a Super Bowl, it still feels like it's, yeah, is there a better option out there? It almost still feels that way, which is not fair to him, mm-hmm. but it still almost feels that way, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah, a little bit. It feels that if a better option comes along, they're going to take it. Hopefully that is not the case uh, for Jared Goff because I think he's deserved the opportunity to to be there and mm-hmm. and uh, and be the quarterback. He's earned that right. job. They're yeah. they're a win away from the NFC Championship. The Lions. The Lions. You know, and like they're not. They didn't sneak in either. They're twelve no. and five, and they're they won the North and they're legit. Yeah, they're legit. All right, uh, Mark Johnson coming up in a few minutes. You got thought uh, quarterback with the most to prove. Best one of the final uh, eight, the worst one of the group. Uh, We'd love to hear from you today. You can send it to us on the team line. Text or call 970-242-1340. What's happening? And it's brought to you by ComWest, your technology service partner. ComWest, they help business owners grow their business by providing quality, reliable, personalized technology solutions that support and secure their business technology consistently and professionally. One call, one team, one goal, helping your business grow. With cybersecurity help, network support, backup, and disaster recovery, they can install a new business phone system for you or improve your surveillance. Call them today at ComWest, 970-242-8142, or go to ComWestCorp.com. All right, lead things off with uh, the big local story. After winning the first state football title in 63 years at Delta High School, head coach Ben Johnson is stepping down. Johnson led the Panthers to a 123-49 and record in his 15 years as he wants to be able to watch his son play college football at Western Colorado University. Johnson also won two state titles in Nevada at Indian Springs High School. Assistant coach Jesse Kindig will take over as the Panthers' head coach. The Avalanche will be without forward Valari Nachushkin for an indefinite amount of time. Nachushkin announced he's entered the player assistant program of the NHLPA. He isn't the first Avs player to enter the program. Sam Gerrard also was in the program amidst a battle of depression and alcohol abuse. Radio voice of the Avs, Connor McGay, he says in a case like this, 
people come before hockey. What I do like, though, is that everybody is of the mindset that you get the human being part right first, and then ho- hockey comes second. Val Nachushkin has a wife at home. He's got a brand-new daughter, and getting right for them is, is frankly, the, the priority. Habs continue their road trip with a visit to Boston. Coverage on the Team Sports Network starts today at 4.30. You can also hear all that interview with Connor McGahee by going to our uh, X feed, also Facebook, and the Team1340.com. Two Valley rivals and 5A top 10 ranked programs squared off on the mats Wednesday night with Central hosting Fruit of Monument. The fourth ranked Wildcats defeated the seventh ranked Warriors 45 to 29 with pins from 144 pound Oren Meese and 190 pound True Tobiasen. Central 150 pounder Hassan Mains remains undefeated after defeating the Wildcats Mark Armbruster. 113 pound Warrior Classic champion JP Espinosa also won for Central. The Cotterman Mesa Mavericks basketball teams welcome in the South Dakota schools on Friday and Saturday. Maverick basketball teams start out with Black Hill State tomorrow night. The Yellow Jacket men's team, their 13th in points per game in the RMAC this season. They're having to replace five of their top six scores from last year. Mavs head coach Mike DeGeorge says that Black Hill State is rebuilding after a large exodus of players from last season. Not only Joel Scott, but two other players that transferred out to Division One, another one to top team in Division Two. So they really had to rebuild around uh, Ragsdale and try to put together freshmen that they can build with long-term and some transfers to kind of help them immediately. The Mavericks host Black Hill State tomorrow night on the Team CMU Sports Network. Women's pregame at 5.15. The men tip it off at 7.30. It's brought to you by Ken Richards State Farm. And that's what's happening. And it's brought to you by ComWest, your technology service partner. If you need IT help today, call ComWest 970-242-8142 or go to ComWestCorp.com. All right, after the break, Mark Johnson, voice of the Buffaloes, joins us next on the Jim Davis Show. Craptastic. Not just crap today. The team presents the Jim Davis Show on Colorado's sports leader, the team. It's time to talk buffs with CU voice Mark Johnson on the Jim Davis Show on the team. And with us right now on the team line, Mark Johnson, voice the Buffaloes. Good morning, Mark. How are you? Damn, good to be on with you. Always good to chat with you. Uh, Oregon comes in tonight to uh, the CU Event Center, uh, undefeated uh, in Pac-12 play at 5-0. and And you just get a feeling for Colorado at 3-3, three and three, they can get healthy, get everybody back that uh, it's been a disappointing start to Pac-12 play, but it's also been a, an undermanned team for Tad Boyle. Get everybody back, everybody uh, in the groove once again, and uh, the next couple of days with uh, Oregon and then USC coming up could be a different story for the Buffaloes after uh, the next couple of days. Well, I'd like to think so. I mean, being uh, you know having your full deck of cards, if you will, certainly is going to help things out. And, you know, they've, they've had everybody back now for a couple of games, but it, there's been a lot of rush. I think Cody's been a little rusty. Uh, his two games back, Tristan, you know, has been inconsistent. I think Julian trying to work his way back into it, and so, but yeah, a great, great opportunity tonight. I mean, you know, here early on, maybe people thought that Oregon might have uh, had some issues. You know, they had had a couple of losses during uh, non-conference play. They were a little bit high up by bro race, but here they are at five and zero. I was on a show yesterday, and uh, he shall remain nameless. And a guy was going on and on and on about oh, the incredible hill you've got to climb on Thursday night. And I said, boy, I'll be, I'll be stunned if Colorado's not favored in this game. Uh, and I think they are for tonight. So it's uh, with everybody back, it's a good matchup, great opportunity to kind of you know, get that win over at USC uh, over the weekend. And then they get the Oregon-Oregon State coming up this weekend. So uh, Bumps are 10-0 at home. They're 11-1 all-time against Oregon at the event center. And so, yeah, get a win tonight and kick off a huge basketball weekend for both basketball between the men and women. Yeah, the Oregon, they've won uh, six consecutive games. They're 9-1 they're and one since the start of December. 
but as you, as we mentioned, you know, getting everybody back, getting the band back together, uh, is uh, certainly puts them in a better position right now. With Tristan De Silva, what are some of the things you're seeing in terms of trying to uh, trying to get uh, get his legs back under him after being out for a while? Well, you know, he, he had that ankle injury, and and so what you see when guys miss some time, and he didn't miss as much as Cody did. But, you know, they, they come out, their timing's a little bit off, and maybe the shot's not exactly where you want it, and you got to get your lungs back. And, and so I think for both of those guys, that, that's what I'm, I'm seeing a little bit. Cody, the last uh, couple of ball games since he's been back, he's had a couple of, you know, turnover issues that he's dealing with and interesting to a lesser extent. But uh, that, that's what you want to get cleaned up. Those guys were playing so well when they both went down with injuries. They were sharp. Uh, they were battle-tested at that point, you know. And so now it's, it's nothing more than not a criticism of them. It's just a fact you've got to get, get rolling once again, you know. Uh, and so uh, that, that's all I'm talking about, uh, making sure their timing is there and kind of getting back in the flow of things. And I, once they do that, I, I, as I told you off the beginning of the season, I think Colorado is as good as just about anybody in the country. And, and so they're, they're getting healthy right now, and I feel real good about where Colorado's at. And, and getting everybody back, of course, trying to trying to wash off what happened at Arizona where the Buffs went in there very, very undermanned. And then uh, the, the, the disappointing loss to Cal. Uh, also, you know, another, another really, uh, you know, a game you, you don't feel like you should lose, uh, even with, uh, with being a little bit undermanned. But that was what happened to the Buffaloes uh, when they went out to, uh, to Northern California. So with Oregon coming in, as we mentioned, they, they've been playing really well. They, uh, they're undefeated in conference play at 5-0. and uh, one of the guys on there, this little uh, Brennan Rigsby, played here on the Western Slope. He played at DeBeck High School just down right. the road from us. So, uh, you know, not not that he's one of their, their best players or anything, but a, but a guy that's been a good complement to uh, some of the, like uh, Jackson uh, Shellstead, the, the freshman who's averaging almost 15 points per game. They've uh, they've got some pretty good uh, pretty good scores on this Oregon Ducks lineup. Well, Rigsby's a nice, nice complimentary player. He's a very good shooter, by the way. Shooting 46% from downtown this season, eight and a half points, three rebounds for Rigsby. And so you always like to see Colorado kids doing well. The thing you, you look at with, with Oregon, when you kind of go down their stat sheet, now, now Dante, and, or, and finally Dante, rather, has been injured for much of the year. He may be back tonight. I'm not sure. But uh, you've got one, two, three, four, five guys averaging double figures. You've got one, two, two other guys that are averaging about seven or more points per ball game, including a former buff in uh, in uh, uh, Keyshawn Bartholomew. And, and so, you know, they're a very balanced team. And so they've got a number of guys who can come in and be effective at different times uh, when they're on the court. So it's not like, you know, some teams when they come rolling in, they've got, you know, one or two guys you're really keying on with this team. Uh, there's about seven or eight guys that you kind of have to keep an eye on because they're all capable, as Tad likes to say. And so they're a very balanced team. Their defensive numbers are good, not great. Uh, they're you know they're not a great rebounding team. They're plus two. Buffs are plus seven. One of the top rebounding teams in the, in the conference. And so uh, they've got their flaws as well. But but they're playing very well right now. And you know it's not always about what your numbers look like. It's about how you're playing at this point in time. And they seem to be playing some very good basketball. Mark Johnson, voice of Buffalo, is with us today on the Team Sports Network. And last time out uh, at uh, the CEO Event Center, Buffs held the Ducks to 41 points. Big game for Tristan De Silva, 30 points that night, which is still a career high for Tristan. So hopefully those two things that happened the last time that uh, the Buffs hosted the Ducks will happen tonight uh, over in uh, Boulder. Isn't it amazing how there seem to be venues that you struggle in? You mentioned the Cal game for Colorado. It's startling. The fact that Colorado has got one win 
impactful play at Cal. It's not like you're talking about going to Oregon or going to uh, UCLA or going to Arizona We talk about Cal. For whatever reason, it's been a very tough place for Colorado to play. Now you look at, at Oregon. The way the, the, the program under Dana Altman, he's been in the same number of years as Tad Boyle has been here. He's had great success, great incidentally tournament runs, outstanding players, NBA guys, on and on and on, and they're 1-11 in Boulder. Now, the why that happens, I can't figure it out. All the years I've been doing this, it makes no sense to me. Colorado's a quality program, obviously. They've been very good as well. And so you, you get that, but still, Oregon's got to, you know, gone down and won at Arizona. They've won at UCLA. But this has been a tough place for them. So um, I'm hopeful. I think uh, the way that the bus fans right now are juiced about basketball, you've got this weekend where you've got two enormous games for the men, two enormous games for the women. Uh, the other night, uh, Saturday and Sunday, there was 20,000 fans combined for the men and women's basketball game. And, and so right now, Buff Nation's on fire for basketball. And so I hope I hope that building is as tough to play in for the Ducks tonight as they've ever seen before. And, and it's a great basketball game for Colorado. Yeah, no doubt about that. And for the, the Colorado women, boy, what a yeah. <laughs> number awesome. three, yeah, number three team in the nation. It's been re- remarkable after a, a sensational year last year. Uh, the Buffs women have just uh, built upon that, and it's been an incredible, uh, incredible stretch this season as well for J.R. Payne. We're talking with Mark Johnson, voice the Buffaloes. Uh, Eight thirty tip, by the way. So imagine uh, Coach Prime will probably not be there tonight since uh, he doesn't like those late night starts, Mark. So we may not see him <laughs> over at uh, over the event center tonight. He might be getting getting his beauty sleep. Well, you know, you never know. And I, I don't know. Did, did he go to Paris with uh, Charlotte and Shadour and take part in the modeling? I don't think he was taking part in the modeling thing, but I don't, you know, maybe he was there. I don't you, know. You never know. You never know with Coach Prime. Listen, I can't keep tabs on, on that guy, man. He has got so much going on. I can't keep tabs on Prime. So when he shows up, we're glad that he's there and it creates a little extra juice. But uh, you're right. You know, it, let's be honest about it. If if, uh, if I wasn't broadcasting the game, I wouldn't go to an 830 game either. You know, no. I just, <laughs> just... I'd, uh, I'd be, you know, starting to wrap it up like I normally do about that time. And, and resting, and, and so if, he, if he doesn't show up, I'm not going to blame him. Yeah, I, I start seeing the clock. It's about nine o'clock. I'm going nine o'clock. Yeah. Oh, that's that's bad. That's about bedtime for this guy. So yeah, exactly right. Yeah, it's amazing <laughs> when you think about it. Because back when you and I were young bucks, by eight thirty, you were just starting to think about going out. You know, right? I mean, yeah, that's when that's when hey, things were starting to happen. That's yeah, when things were cooking. Yeah. Know? I'm not going out at 7 o'clock. I'm thinking 8.30, hey, maybe we should start thinking about uh, where we're going to go, make some phone calls to get on out there by, by 10 o'clock. Now by 8.30, no, 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 ain't happening. If it's happening after 8 o'clock, don't call me about it because I'm not coming unless I've got unless you're going to pay me. Yeah, the, 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 <laughs> the, the shop is closing at, <laughs> exactly at about, right. about 8.30. Uh, unless I'm getting paid to be out there. Exactly. That's, that's, <laughs> I'm, I'm right with you on that one, brother. But uh, for football, uh, Pat Shermer introduced as officially the, the full-time offensive coordinator and quarterbacks coach. For Coach Prime, uh, also Jason Phillips, who spent a couple of years uh, in the CFL for Hamilton Tiger Cats, introduced as the new receivers coach. So, okay, also uh, Phillips played with the, the Atlanta Falcons in the early '90s, about the, the time that uh, Dion was around there. So, uh, one thing, Shermer's on the staff last year. The controversial move to make him uh, the play caller. He is now the the OC, and now uh, Jason Phillips part of uh, the, the the new staff for for Dion Sanders here in year two. Yeah, and then what we see with that, with Phillips coming out as wide receivers coach, uh, Brett Bartoloni was moved over to tight ends. And so there was some movement right there because Bartoloni was still on the staff, and he was with uh, Prime down at Jackson State. We're still winning on the defensive coordinator position, obviously. And you might have seen the video that I did, Coach, uh, talking to his players the other day, saying, listen, the NFL season's wrapping up. Uh, I'm not just going to hire anybody, so he's got his eye on somebody. 
that's got NFL ties, and so we'll wait to see uh, what that is all about. And I was walking, by the way, we was at the National Western the other night. I'm walking around and, and uh, kind of bumped shoulders with this guy, glanced over at him, and it was, it was Pat Shermer. So he was out enjoying the National Western uh, the other night with his wife and daughter, and it was good to, to see him there. And so uh, we chatted briefly about everything that's going on. He's really excited. And so, yeah, the staff's coming together nicely, and obviously we've seen what's happening from a recruiting standpoint. And so, yeah, full steam ahead. And, you know, Prime's got his way of doing things, man. It's always fascinating to watch, and it certainly generates a lot of excitement for Buff Nation. In the past, Coach Prime has talked about Warren Sapp, the, the former Bucks defensive yep. lineman, uh, being part of this staff. Seems like that's what Coach Prime wants. Colorado has yet to announce that he is part of this staff. What's what are you hearing about the Warren Sapp situation? Uh, that's been awful quiet, and so that's uh, that's interesting to see what uh, what's going to happen there. Now, it's very possible with uh, Warren's lack of, of official coaching uh, positions in the past that maybe they bring him on as an analyst kind of deal where he's, he's involved in, in certain things but not not uh, full-time at a position, if you will, as a defensive uh, line coach. Your assumption would be, since that's what he played uh, in his college and NFL careers. And so I, I'm still curious as to how that's going to work because, boy, both of them were very open about talking about how that was going to be part of the upcoming season. So I'm still assuming that's going to be uh, down the road here at some point. Maybe it's not quite what we thought it was going to be. I think there was a lot of speculation that uh, he was going to be in, in maybe Sal's and Siri was going to move someplace else. I don't see that happening. Sal's around. And, and uh, so uh, I, my assumption would be at this point he's involved, just not to the depths or lengths that we thought it was going to be. Mark Johnson voiced the Buffaloes with us. And, and Mark, I, I saw that Dumerwich uh, uh, TV station in Denver did the piece on you, but they did a really nice piece on you. I think that's that's fantastic. Well, you know, it's it's like putting lipstick on a pig. You know, if somebody out there is going to polish that that's, that thing up and, and uh, you know, really make it look good, uh, it's never – believe me, I'm not nearly as good as that piece made me look, I can tell you that much. But uh, it, it was nice. The Jacob Toby from Dan 9 News, they, it was kind of interesting. when, when And, and the, what prompted that was the Oregon State football game this year. Uh, I, I did one more game than Larry Zimmer did, my, my good friend and mentor and the guy that preceded me. Uh, as a play-by-play announcer for CU. Now, now fans out there may go, wait a minute, Johnson's been there 20 years. How is that possible? Zim was there for, for many more than that. Larry did 28 years of play-by-play by the time I got there. But because back in the day they didn't do nearly the basketball games we do now, they used to do a handful of games here and a handful there, where now we're doing all 35 or 40 games, whatever it turns out to be. And so that's why I, in 20 years I was able to catch Larry from a play-by-play standpoint. Now, Zim did many more games overall than I did, uh, and, and it's got a lot another two or three years before uh, we hit that number. That was what prompted kind of the deal about, uh, hey, let's do something with you know MJ. And so uh, they came and mic'd me up that day and uh, did some stuff when I was in the booth, which you see in the piece. And then I didn't hear a word from them. I thought, well, they forgot about it. No big deal. And then I was doing the CSU game, and they walked up and said, hey, can we mic you up again for this game? And I said, sure, why not? And so they, they mic'd me up for that one. And then I didn't hear anything again for like a month. I thought, you know, they're never going to do this piece. And then Jacob called me up one day and he said, hey, can I come up to the house? Uh, you know, and I said, well, I'm going to go roping tonight. And so he, went, he says, okay. So we came out and, and videoed that, and then we did a piece in the arena as well. So it took a long time to get done, but he did a very nice job of it. Thank you. Well, yeah, I, I think that's that's fantastic that uh, they, they did a, a feature on you and all your all the years that you've been at uh, Colorado. And, and how is how is Larry, if I may ask? How is he doing these days? Uh, the, the, the health is an issue right now. No. Uh, I was with uh, Larry just a couple of days ago, and, and you know, Larry's 88 years old, and uh, he's, he's got some health issues he's dealing with. 
And uh, but we were together the other day, and we prayed together, and I read scripture to him, and so it was it was a good time with him. Well, remarkable broadcast, remark, remarkable man. He was on our yep. show uh, several times over the years, sure. and and uh, thinking uh, the best, and and, and praying for uh, for for Larry here as uh, as he uh, deals with some of these. Uh, health issues that he's going through. Hey, you Mark. Know, you know, Jim, right now, you know, between, between Zim, you want to talk about iconic people at the University of Colorado. You know, Zim's in his 80s. Uh, Coach Bill McCartney's in his 80s. And, you know, when you get to be in your 80s, uh, many times you, you deal with a lot of health issues. Both guys are. And so, uh, yeah, yeah, keep both those uh, great men and uh, great buffs in your prayers for both of them. Absolutely. Absolutely. Hey, Mark, we always appreciate it. Have a great call tonight. And, you know, take do you have to take a nap today? I have to take a nap sometimes when I do. Games I wish I could, man. I was up so dang early today, uh, doing stuff. I was doing voice work and game prep, but I'm, uh, I'm announcing the uh, exceptional rodeo for special needs kids at the National Western today over the midday, and then the game. So, you know, they say no, no rest for the wicked. Well, or no, no rest for a guy that, that's a very charitable guy, and uh, <laughs> well, <that's> very nice. <laughs> a, guy, a guy that can't say no to folks, and that's, <laughs> that's exactly sometimes right. there's 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 things that uh, there's nothing wrong with saying saying yes to uh, to, to wonderful causes like. Uh, they said over at the, the stock show. Hey, Mark, I appreciate the time. Thank you so much. All right, Jim. Talk to you next week. All right, take care. Mark Johnson, Voice of the Buffaloes. Just guy Busy doesn't, guy. Yeah. doesn't does say no. And sometimes those are things that's it's so hard to say no to mm-hmm. because they're such wonderful causes. Uh, 740, Jim along with the Buckeye boy today. Which quarterback in the division around this weekend has the most to prove? You can also rank them, too. Who do you think uh, right now? The way they're playing right now, because just go on a resume, it's going to be Mahomes, mm-hmm. but just the way they're playing right now, which one's the best of this group? Which one's the worst of this group? Give us your thoughts today on the team line, 970-242-1340. All right, uh, coming up next, uh, Ben Johnson, now the former coach of the Delta Panthers, will join us, talk about his decision to step aside after 15 years coaching the Panthers, of course, highlighted by a state championship uh, this past season. That's coming up next. Time right now for Soundcheck. Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? I've just been handed an urgent and horrifying news story. And I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. Yes, one big talking point right now is always the transfer portal when it comes to college sports. Usually for college football, but college basketball no stranger to the transfer portal as well. And former Duke great Jay Williams was doing a game last night with uh, John Boog Shambi, and they had this exchange coming out of a commercial break. All right, so as we're going to break, I asked if the transfer portal was open. Where would you have gone? Setting me up. So back then, yeah, I would have gone to Georgetown. Okay. I, I would have played for John Thompson. If you're asking me today. Yes. Uh, I know. Hey, this is this is a tough one because I, I don't know if I'll be allowed to go back home. Are you about because to say North Carolina? I just like the way they play. Wow. It's a it's a fast-paced style of play. Yes. I like it. They oh allow R.J. Davis to go. Holy cow. What? <laughs> what? You did this to me. This is, this is your fault. This is straight-up awful announcing. John Chambi got Jay Williams excommunicated from the Duke family on Tuesday night. You know, I just got back in the brotherhood. I just got Gosh. back, and, and now I have a feeling I'm going to be out. <laughs> yeah, you might be. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, Mr. Yeah. Williams. I'm afraid your membership no, has been revoked. Yeah. All right, 742. We'll take a break. We'll come back. Uh, now former Delta Panthers uh, football coach Ben Johnson joins us next on the Jim Davis Show. 
They need a wake-up call. Call or text the Jim Davis Show on the Chick-fil-A team line. 970-242-1340. Time to get in the huddle with Delta coach Ben Johnson on the team. Makes me kind of sad that we're not going to play this anymore. Yeah, we don't get to use it. Figure one uh, last time. One last time we get some use out of it. Uh, ben Johnson, now the former coach of the Delta Panthers, joins us. Ben, good morning. Good morning. How are you? I'm fine. I'm uh, I, I'm not sure how to feel about this. I, I <laughs> You know, because we, we enjoy having you on the program. You've done such an incredible job at, at Delta, winning a state championship. So you've decided after 15 years, coming off, of course, one of the 2A state championship, uh, that that you're stepping down as the head coach. I know why, but, but tell our listeners today why Ben Johnson, all the success, 15 years at Delta, is assigned to, to, to hang it up. Well, you know, it's, it's been a wonderful time here. It's been an absolute honor to be the head coach here for 15 years. And, um it was just, it was, it's never the right time, but it's a good time to do it. Uh, I want to spend some time. I want to watch my son play his final two years at Western Colorado University, and I want to do a little more traveling in my life. And uh, doing that, I just can't hold up to the expectations as a, as a head coach. So I'm still going to help him out as much as I can around a little bit, maybe Monday through Thursday, but uh, I just won't be able to perform my duties the way I'd like anymore. So this is going to be the, the, the question people are thinking about here. They're going to say, okay, well, when your son's done playing at Western, a couple of years down the road, you've, you've watched him play, you've traveled. Will there be the itch to get back into being a head coach? Yeah, they're very possibly. You know, uh, I love coaching, and uh, co- coaching's my life. I've just enjoyed it. I love coaching the game of football. And if for me, these next couple of years, it's just time to step back. But uh, there might be a time when I jump back into being a head coach, most definitely. I'm pretty young yet, and uh, I think I still have a lot to offer young men, and uh, I'd like to maybe someday run a program again, but who knows what happens in two years. So uh, I'm just very honored to have been here for 15 years and had an absolutely wonderful time. That's been a heck of a run. You took over in 2009, 123-48, 21-12 during the playoffs. You won at least one playoff game in all, but you know all those seasons only – uh, did you post a losing record twice and, of course, uh, culminating in, in the 2A state championship with the one over rifle this past season? Uh, a lot of memories, a lot of moments. Obviously, the state championship is going to be the, the highlight moment for you, Ben. But maybe a couple of, of moments that when you think about, you know, looking back in, in 15 years, they kind of come to mind. Maybe when, you know, taken over in 2009 when you went 9-3 and three, and you've been their first, you know, winning season since in the Max Preps era. So, yeah. I mean, maybe maybe it goes back to that first season, where, which was the building block for what ultimately happened down the road of, of building your program to, to get to be a, a state champion. Yeah, you know, that first season was very important. I think I took over the job. They, they hadn't beaten Palisade in 19 years. And uh, when you take over a job like Delta, you look at who's the best teams around, and Palisade was that team. So that was sort of the red team on our schedule, and we ended up beating them my first year. And, People were just shocked about that because, like I said, it had taken 19 years. They haven't beaten them in 19 years. So um, that was that's always a game on our schedule. We always circled because they're such a wonderful program. And Coach Romano did a great job, and Coach Arledge was there. Um, it was just we knew that was what we had to be at if we ever wanted to be good. So, um, you know, that was a special moment. Just the camaraderie with the coaches and, and being with the kids every day is very important. And uh, just – 
seeing those kids and just being with them and coaching football is something I love to do. You know, uh, the hurtful times you lose those two state championships. Those, you know, people don't understand those ones you'd never forget. Then they'll slip away and they hurt a great deal. But just a bunch of wonderful memories with over the years, you know, beating TCA. We're 6-0 and against TCA and, um, you know, beating a Evelyn team my first year in the playoffs and, uh, there's just been a lot of fun wins and a lot of fun celebrations in the locker room with the kids and with the coaches. It's it's just been a wonderful time. Now, uh, your assistant coach Jesse Kindig will take over as as Delta's head coach. I know that was it was important for you to have the the right guy to to replace you. And you feel like Jesse is that guy. Kind of tell us why. Uh, you know, he's been with me the last nine years, and he's just uh, a very stable guy he's you know he, he's a great leader the kids really respect him um i know he's going to run a a wonderful program he, we have the sort of the blueprint here we work really hard in the weight room we practice really hard we hold kids accountable you know we we talk about discipline and hard work all the time and he believes in those things and i believe those are the things that make programs great and i think with his stability uh here and keeping the coaches in place that'll be in place i i think he'll just do a wonderful job we're talking now former delta panthers football coach uh, ben johnson who announced uh, yesterday that uh, he is stepping down after 15 years and a and a state championship as the the panthers head coach and and i know been with with someone like ryan whittington who's at central who was there uh, yeah. by your side for a very very long time part of that uh, that great success that you had that 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 also has to be something that's very satisfying you know now that, that jesse's taking over kind of part of a, of, of a ben johnson coaching train likewise with ryan whittington uh <laughs> and, and getting his team to the playoffs this year part of that that ben johnson coaching tree yeah no it's really important i i truly believe if you're doing a great job you know they're gonna uh, schools are going to come and ask for coaches to come and coach at their school and you know with a great guy and I'm so happy for him at Central and uh, maybe some year I can get over there and help him a little bit I'm excited for Jesse to take over here and then Craig Cerise up in Cedar Ridge you know uh, he had a good run and it's just been it's been fun to watch some of my former assistants branch out and do their own thing and watch them grow as coaches and do a great job and it's just it's been exciting to see them grow and, and be, become their own coach. We're talking with Ben Johnson, who announced uh, yesterday that he is stepping down as the Delta Panthers football coach. So you mentioned you want to travel a little bit. What's uh, the, the first destination for Ben Johnson when uh, when travel season, when summer start, or summer rolls around and you're and you're not at football camps, you're not uh, doing seven on seven. Yeah, you know, people don't understand your football coach. We got the football camps. We do seven on seven. We're in the weight room every day. So it's not like we just stop the weight room when the season's done. So we're in the weight room every day. So I'll be out of the weight room a little bit more. Meanwhile, my wife will travel out to California a little bit more and be able to watch my son play. Like I said, I missed his playoff game because we had a playoff game this year. And um, it'll just be a good time. I'm, I'm, I love football. I'm, I'm excited to go watch college football like CU play. And I like to go to the Rose Bowl and watch UCLA again. I used to go out there when I lived in Nevada quite a bit and just sort of spend a little bit of time on my own and uh, with my wife and, and just enjoy some things watching football it's what i do and, and one final thing here too we, we mentioned the delta championship you, you won two state championships in in nevada as well before coming to colorado and then you were on the staff at olathe when they won a state title yeah you know we i've had a fair amount of success and i'm just very appreciative of you know all the coaches i coached with over the years and uh the kids that just work hard and their work ethic and things i've been very fortunate as a coach and i, I just want to thank everybody 
I, I get a feeling in a couple of years we'll be talking again. I, I just <laughs> I get a feeling in a couple of years you'll, you'll the itch will be back and you'll go. Ah, man, I I miss game day. I miss game week prep. I, I there there will be a point, Ben. I think we're talking again. So uh, yeah. And, well, and, I hope so. <laughs> and, and you never know. We might uh, we might uh, see if you're interested in dabbling in the the dark arts of of broadcasting. If you ever have an interest in that too. I would love to sit by you and broadcast a little bit. That'd be that'd be wonderful. All right, very good. Well, we'll we will keep that. Uh, we'll put a pin in that. We will keep that open. It sounds like your schedule is already getting really busy. Even though you're not going to be coaching football anymore, we got got you lined up for travel and uh, maybe maybe calling some games too. Hey Ben, I I appreciate it. I'm you know, yeah we we love talking to you on the program and uh, it's it's been a, a real joy talking about your Panthers football team and wish you nothing but the best of luck moving forward. Thank you, and like I've said many times, thank you for all you do for high school sports and letting coaches talk. Uh, it just means a lot, and I appreciate everything you've done. Well, thank you, Ben. We appreciate you. You take care. Thank you. You too. All right, Ben Johnson, now the former coach of the Delta Panthers, joining us. Oh, we might have uh, we might we might have hired somebody else. You never and know. Nice thing is, is we you don't have to set foot in a weight room to do this. No, you don't. No, I'm you're proof positive of that. You're living proof of that. Yeah. Well, not that I do. I do lift weights some, mm-hmm. but I don't. Yeah, I don't. I do quarter over. pound curls a lot, though. <laughs> yeah, I think on occasion myself. I, I Occasionally do that a double quarter pound curl. <laughs> okay. okay. Like I said, occasionally myself as well. Big McCurl. <laughs> big, big McCurl. Is that a new one? like the, the McRib, yeah, the McCurl? it is. It's the McCurl. <laughs> All right, 755. I uh, appreciate Ben coming on today. Uh, we'll take a break around the NFL's coming up next hour, plus... Your chance to play Who Is It on the Jim Davis Show.